My name is Mimba Dodwell and this is Ordinary Artists. Hello, so I'm back. I had to take a bit of a hiatus but I'm back and I'm excited to be back. In this podcast, I'm talking to Tinika Craig, and I had listened to her interview while I was walking somewhere to refresh myself of what we talked about and how it went. And while I was listening, I realised I'd missed it so, so much. I'd missed talking to people, I'd missed sharing my podcast, and it was just really exciting to get back into it. So I'm very, very excited to be sharing this one with you. But before I talk about Tinika, I just wanted to mention that Yolanda Mercy is performing her show quarter life crisis at the Oval House from the 13th of April to the 15th of April. I had seen On the Edge of Me, her previous show, um, and I was really, I'm really excited to see the, like, the difference between these two shows and just to see the progress and progression because it's really nice to see a black female playwright having this progress and it's happening in my time. Um, so I'm going to be at the Oval House to see it sometime, I'm not sure what day yet, but I'm going. And also, this is strange for me, I'm in a show in April as well um, at the Hen and Chicken Theatre and it's called The Inmate Monologue, or Inmate Monologues, sorry. And um, if you want to know more about it, just have a look at my Twitter or even the podcast Twitter, I tweet about it as well. And yeah, so now on to Tinike. Tinike is a director, like I said. She worked at the Gate Theatre as associate director she won the Genesis Award in 2014 and she performed Debbie Tucker Green's Dirty Butterfly at the Old Vic as part of the Genesis Award. Um, it was really nice to talk to Tinica. She's really she's really lovely and she's very bubbly and um and I think I learned a lot about just directing in general. I think that I would I would like to be directed by her. I think it'd be really nice. And um she's also a choir director, which is which is really cool. I don't know why that's... Re- I just really like choirs, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, she also... I think she was really nice to talk to because she's she's very much herself and um, she talks about networking and being yourself with networking and I think that's really valuable advice for people starting out in the industry or just people in general who don't who haven't quite worked out networking because it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Um, so, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast and there'll be more to come, so here we go. So I'm singing the national with Tinika Craig, who is a director, and um, also you won the Genesis Future Award did, um, yeah. in 2014, mm-hmm. and you were associate director at um, at the Gate Theatre, and you also teach a choir, which I found really cool, the <laughs> national, which is something really exciting. Um, so I'll start off like, how did you get into directing? Mm, that is a good question. Um, I got into directing partly because so I grew up in London. Yeah which I think um, is sort of a hugely privileged thing to happen to a young artist, actually, because even if you're not particularly financially privileged, which we weren't really, but what you are sort of able to become is quite kind of culturally privileged quite quickly. Um, And if you get into something, you can get really, really into it. So I um, got into drama at school, and I was always very kind of singy and and but I never really wanted to be an actor particularly, I don't think. Um, But I sort of wanted to be kind of in and around it. Vaguely, um, and 
so a, a series of very lucky things happened. The first thing that happened is that um, uh, the, East, the National Theatre used to have a youth company. They don't anymore. Um, and it was like a once a week teenagers meeting and doing theatre stuff. Um, but I was in. They rang around schools and said, who's keen? Um, and they were like, Tinu's keen. So it turns But it was brilliant because it was a, basically a group that read, they were like the guinea pigs for all of the connections plays that they do here, the place for young people. Yeah. And I think a lot of the young people on the in the youth group probably wouldn't have enjoyed it actually that much because they wanted to be up on their feet acting. But what it meant is that we sat down and read a lot of plays yeah. and talked to a lot of playwrights and they'd say, you're 14, would you say this? And we go, no, we don't really say that, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that kind of gave me a sort of taste for plays and a taste for a world around making plays and what you could be doing if you went on stage, which I don't think I ever really wanted to do for a job job, certainly not as an actor. And also, I don't think I was very good, so <laughs> that was also more to the point. It's kind of rubbish. It's kind of rubbish, I Um but I thought maybe I ought to be a playwright. And I joined the Royal Court Young Writers Programme when I was 17. Yes, I saw that. How was yeah. that? It was brilliant. It was great. I was too young to be there, I think, in some yeah. ways. Um, because it's, it's 17 to 25. Mm. And the vast majority of the people on my group were 24 at least. Yeah. And they'd been to university. Yeah, and they, so they, knew, you know, yeah, and they, they knew they wanted to be playwrights. Yeah. And they were working towards, you know, and they, you know, maybe doing an MA yeah. in playwriting somewhere. <laughs> And there were people on my course who were playwrights now, like, you know, like DC Moore was on my course, Joel Horde was on my course, Mike Bartlett was on my course, like Lucy Preble, yeah. like, there were people who, like, now, yeah. they're doing it. And so, you know, just really embarrassing, I just had to sit there and Joel Horde would be like, I've written this incredible piece mm. about, like, the social commentary of our lives, or James Graham would write yeah. something completely brilliant. And I'd be like, I've written this play about a girl doing her A-levels. <laughs> just, like, really rubbish. <laughs> just, like, yeah. just awful. So, um... But I learned a lot and I got to read plays again. And I think what I discovered on that part of my life is that what I really loved more than anything was listening to, listening to soundtracks of musicals and imagining yeah. what they would be like and reading plays and imagining what they would be like. And it's not until I got to university that that sort of translated into a kind of, you could just direct stuff, couldn't you? Then, yeah, get to, then you get to do that for get real. To try it out in real life. <laughs> Maybe that's the job. Um, and the first couple of things I directed at Sussex Uni, I just I directed them because I wanted to see them. You know, That's it wasn't really cool, it wasn't yeah. a particular kind of career ambition. It was just yeah. I've read this play, I would <laughs> like to see it. I sort of feel like I know how I would like to see it. Yeah. And I'm in this incredible position where I've joined a university drama society, and they're going to let me do it. You yeah. know, with well, real actors. Yeah. You know, people that I you know. So it's great. Um, so that's how I got into it. Yeah. But then, how did I end up doing it for a job? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So then I went. To, so I finished at uni, I directed three shows while I was at uni at Sussex, which at Sussex made me quite prolific actually, it's not a heavy drama-y uni, mm. it's not a Bristol or a Cambridge or anything like that where it's sort of churning out yeah. plays, I sort of, I did three, and one of my shows was uh, sort of picked up by NSDF, the National Student Drama Festival, mm -hmm. and we couldn't go in the end, because um, we couldn't afford it, <laughs> so it's kind of rubbish. Yeah. Um, but we were selected, and I went with a friend of mine anyway to the festival, met other student directors, was incredibly intimidated, <laughs> and thought, oh, forget it, um, and was encouraged by Mark Rosenblatt, actually, who's the associate at West Shorts Playhouse now, or I think he's about mm. to finish. Um, he was like, well, just see if you can make some more stuff, because yeah. I'd suddenly gone... I'd gone being like, I directed three shows. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I directed 12. What's your problem? And I was like, oh, I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm rubbish. Yeah. So I... Um, Went back to Brighton mm -hmm. and did some more plays. And partly because Brighton is the kind of place where um, 
you can do that. Yeah. My hometown being London and knowing that to move back, everyone else is moving back home. That's yeah. Like, well, if I move back home, that's what yeah. am I going to do? Like, where am I going to put a play on? <laughs> you know, with no money and mm. and also um, general kind of social awkwardness and and, and the lack of front footedness, which I'm <laughs> sort of still kind of working out. Yeah. Um, so I stayed in Brighton and did two shows there. Yeah. And then the, the big lucky thing happened is that I applied for Lambda and I got in. So yeah. then I went to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic <laughs> Art and I did directing, which is a year's course, or so just yeah. over a year actually. I mean, there's only four of you on the course. And you get really stuck four? in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like four. The other three people I was with are just glorious and they're still really good mates. So actually, that was. Mm. I mean, imagine it could actually be quite terrible. Yeah, it could be quite um, scary, but that's good that you. Four. But yeah. us, us four, we were just, they're just yeah. they're my faves. I love it. So that turned out quite well. And then off the back of that, I graduated. I didn't work for like six months. And I was like, what have I done? Like, what have I done with my life? And yeah. there was stuff I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I did a couple of readings. And and then I got an assistant job assisting Lisa Sperling, who now runs 503 mm-hmm. in Soho. Yeah. Um, and off the back of that, while I was doing that, two key things happened. I got this apprentice job at the Theatre Royal Haymarket, which I don't mm-hmm. know if they necessarily do anymore, which is basically your sort of assistant to the assistant. So I was in on Trevor Nunn's The Tempest. Oh, wow. And Trevor Nunn is like, yeah. like I, when I grew I didn't really watch plays growing up, but I yeah. watched loads of musicals. Um, and so I was you, just like, you, everything yeah. I'd, basically, pretty much the vast majority <laughs> of my theatrical experiences have been directed by Trevor Nunn at that point. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, he's yeah. right in front of me. Um, I was mostly assisting his assistant, yeah. Cordelia, who's wicked, um, and just getting to be in the room and generally mm. making notes and tea. But they give you a matinee to do anything you want. Really? Oh. Um, and you can direct something, they give yeah. you a bit of space, and it's, it's one show and mm. it's low budget, but if you can get the people together, you can mm. you can have the stage for a, an afternoon. That's amazing. I did a Clifford Odette's play called Waiting for Lefty, um, that people liked that saw it, not mm. everybody came to see it, of course, because I was like, hi, you've never heard of me, yeah. <laughs> will you come and see this scratch that I'm doing? Um, but I got involved with the Young Vic Directors Programme, mm. and ended up assisting Joe Huggibbons on his production of The Changeling, wow. and I think... Yeah, yeah. That's probably the, turn, the big turny thing because I think that's the most that I ever was then like, first of all, paid for my services. Right? Yeah. Because that's what you know, <laughs> that's it. was like, oh my God. Like, when I you get paid, been, yeah. I'd been paid like pittances before, yeah. like sort of, you know, but this was like actual money that people actually lived on in the real world. Um, like, you know, when I say, I mean, skinned people lived on yeah. the real world, but for me yeah. it was massive and I was living at home. So mm. actually, it made that's it how it, yeah. I, and I'm aware that that was a, I don't know how I would have done it actually mm. if I'd, if my mum hadn't lived mm. in Brixton. Because actually, I don't know how I would have been able to <laughs> take these free jobs. Um, but I was living, I lived at home until mm. I was 26, which is how I did it. Um, and then I was, yeah, and then I was sort of making it happen slowly, yeah. one step at a time, lots of assisting. So, so, so I assisted at the Young Vic and then at the RSC. Yeah, I saw yeah. What did you do work at the RSC? So that you worked on, on Hamlet there. I mean, that yeah, was, so and that Hamlet was very different from this Hamlet. Cause I yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. really, really different. Yeah. This is David Farr's Hamlet with yeah. Jonathan Slinger playing Hamlet, the absolute baby is Jonathan yeah. Slinger. And it was great. I've never been much of a Shakespeare fan. Yeah. I'm still not entirely sure. I wanted to work for the RSC largely to see if I could be converted. Um, <laughs> that's a good place to see if you want yeah, to be converted. Well, I mean, just that's like, like if I could be place. around people yeah. that really love it, you know, people yeah. that kind of live and, and die for live it and breathe and it. Cry <laughs> when they see it. And, and I yeah. kind of wanted in on that. I, I, there's a part of me that just is sort of quite curious to experience. I want to love things, right? Yes. Yeah. What an amazing thing to be able to do. That is so true, yeah. So I kind of want to like everything, even if it's not to my taste. And I want to, you know, there's lots of things that I want to do with my life, largely because other people have said it's really great. And I'm like, I just want to see if it is. So 
So I really wanted to kind of get in on Shakespeare, and I mm. kind of did to an extent. I'm, I'm still not a complete convert. Yeah. I think it's unlikely that I'll ever direct one, but now that I've said that, obviously the next thing I do will you be Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> um, yeah, because I've seen that you do a lot of new writings. That's what you enjoy. Yeah, them. well, yeah. Like, it's what I enjoy, but it's also what's come my way, okay. I think. Um, I'm pretty eclectic, I think, off yeah. the bat. <laughs> There's lots of really, I mean, a lot of, if you said, oh, what are the top ten things you want to mm. direct before you die, actually, very few of them are new writing. Well, okay. partly because they already exist, <laughs> um, but also like you know the sort of early twentieth century yeah. stuff is probably where my bag really is. But I do dig a bit of new writing. But yeah, yeah, the RSC was amazing. I was there, um, and you get to live in Stratford, which is sort of incredible. It's beautiful, yeah, it's really it's nice. amazing. Yeah. And you're like, and I was there doing a summer season, which I think is, is also yeah. much nicer than doing a winter season, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, many of the people do a winter yeah. season, but that's got to be a very different vibe, yeah, I suspect. Yeah. Um, it's amazing, and you live in a cottage. You live yeah. in a cottage, and they pay. They pay you money that you could actually live on because you know there's nothing to spend it on because you live yeah. in the Stratford you can and save. everything's right there for you. First time yeah. I ever saved anything in my life, so that was brilliant. <laughs> but also, like artistically, you're around people that really, really know what they're doing. Yeah, really love their craft, have an incredible confidence and a certainty about mm. what they're doing, and that for me was really helpful to be around. Yeah. So I learnt loads. I was assisting David Farr, and then I assisted Nancy McClure and Oswald then as well. Um, which is a weird play. Yeah. And doesn't even end well, so just a lie. That's what my friend um, yeah, My friend was telling me, we're talking about it, is this the one where they get, like, the marriage... It's basically, like, the entire premise is based on the fact that a woman rapes a man and everyone's cool yes, with it, basically. Yeah, that's what my friend was saying. Like, she's going to be, gonna be I'm, I'm going to say Rosie, because she listens to the podcast, and sure. she's going to be so excited, but anyway. Um, <laughs> she, she does, because she's at the RSC doing an mm. MA there, mm-hmm. and she was telling me about it, and she's saying it's also such a great place to be, because you mm. be bump into people all the time, yeah. but, yeah, also, I've heard that one is deeply, not... Deeply, deeply yeah. problematic, but it was a real hit, actually. Yeah. It was the hit of the season when we were there. Um, and I got to learn about different audiences, audiences unlike the yeah. ones I'd ever had around me before. Because yeah, that's a different... Yeah. Completely different vibe. Yeah. It's a different age. Mm. It's a different demographic in terms of wealth and mm. expectation and tradition. And it's also... it's The other thing that's really interesting is it's a really long-serving audience. These are people yeah. who've been coming to see stuff there for a really long time and see things in relation to other things. Yeah. So you can't just do a self-contained Hamlet. You're doing Hamlet in relation to every Hamlet yeah. that's come before. That's right? The people who saw Hamlet this time yeah, probably exactly. did see the, the Yeah, exactly. The production. And you're doing like, yeah. a sort of, you know... So you're sort of... You're, you're, it depends. You can think of it very cynically that yeah. it's sort of like, what is it for then? How are we affecting? Yeah. On the other hand, you're sort of contributing to a tradition. You know, you're mm. kind of part of a lineage. And that's kind of certainly a, a, a nicer way to think about it in a yeah. way that I found very helpful to think about when I was there then I moved back and I won Genesis that was the yeah. next thing that happened and, and that was that my on first professional show really? so, and yeah. that was at the Young Vic wasn't yeah. it yeah. Mm. that's really cool and how did how was like a, applying for that and doing that process oh, it was really that. hard so the Young Vic had been like incredibly nurturing and supportive of me more than any other institution I'd say um, not that other places hadn't been but the Young Vic are exceptional in that not just for me but for yeah. directors generally and I'd done a few little things with them. I directed a community workshop mm. for them that resulted in a little performance. And then I'd done the changeling. And so they sort of already knew me. Mm. Um, and I don't think they would have given me the, given anyone the award that they didn't know a little bit, actually. Okay. Um, that's not because of, like, just nepotism. It's also no. just, like, they've got to do a show at your theatre. Like, yeah. they want to know they wanna, you yeah. um, So I sort of knew them a little bit going in. And the play, Dirty Butterfly, it's a Debbie Tucker Green play, I'd already wanted to direct it anyway and I actually applied to direct I'd applied for the JMK award with it so it was sort of already in my head as a thing okay. I would do. it didn't get the JMK award yeah. but like it was already it was already something yeah. I was trying to do somewhere um, and the process is difficult it's got to be a three-hander so tick or yeah. three or less and it's 
sort of got to suit the young Vic in some way, but mm. of course the young Vic is so eclectic that you can yeah. kind of, that can mean anything. Um, and the first round is this thing called lightning talks. Yeah. I don't know if this is still how they do it, but the first round is lightning talks and you basically go and do a sort of uh, PowerPoint presentation, but you only have 10 seconds on each slide. <gasps> you have to talk through the entire thing. And then they ask you one question. Yeah. You have like 30 seconds to answer <gasps> it and then you're out. And so the whole thing takes like, yeah. you know, exactly 120 seconds or something. Wow. And then you've got, that's it, yeah. um, it's mad because you yeah. sort of leave, like, you know, we were all kind of yeah. coming out of the room sort of like filled with adrenaline. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to like, fight someone or something like that's happened. Um, and so that was kind of mad. Yeah. And I, have no, I can't remember. And also I think, yeah. I think the point of that exercise is that it makes you be very concise. Yeah, I was going to say, because as artists, you can like, you can, ramble. Yeah, you yeah. can ra especially about work of like Mate. plays and stuff. Well, you can be like, this, this concept. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is my vibe, I'm a rambler. Yeah. And I think the idea is to kind of keep, make you kind of crystallise your thought. Yeah. But I actually think that what I did is kind of go, why say less when you can just talk really fast? <laughs> <laughs> you talk really fast. So yeah. just talk really yeah. fast. I don't really remember anything about it. It must have gone okay because I had yeah. the next round, which was a, um, an interview where you do your lightning talk again yeah. and then David Lan interviews you. Um, and he's sort of incredibly considered and slow and he asks you very <laughs> considerate questions and you look bit nervous and you try and answer him and there's also a designer there Tom Scott was in maybe that was my first Tom Scott was in one of them Natalie Abrahami's there because um, she was the Genesis fellow at the time and then uh, somebody from the Genesis Foundation as well because they fund the award and they pay everybody everything to do with that award comes okay. from Genesis so it's their actors wages your wage also the set cost yeah. everything so there's someone there representing that cash Cause they, well. Yeah, because they need to be making sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but more to the point, you've got David Lann in front yeah. of you, right? And, and Sue Emmes as well. And that interview was okay, yeah. I think. I think it was okay. I wish I could remember more about it. I was so yeah. nervous. And all like it's also like the difficult thing about applying for these kind of things is that you're nearly always applying with your best mates. Yeah, people you know. Yeah. So like you're all yeah. kind of up in each other's business, and so you're really aware of how other people's interviews mm. have gone, and you're, you're sort of like you really want them to go well, but you also don't want yours to go badly. But yeah. you know, so you're sort of there's, that's all that going on in your head. It went okay, and I got the award, which, which meant yeah. I got to direct Dave Butterfly at the Amic, yeah. which was ridiculous because apart from anything else, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, and the thing I've learned the most on, I think probably but it was um it was my first professional show actually huh? so I hadn't done because all my assisting jobs have been really long haul mm. I actually hadn't done the thing of scrimping some money together and getting something on yeah. the old red line which I kind of wish I had done a little bit and maybe I still will do just because I think it teaches you a lot about producing but it meant that I hadn't I hadn't done that as so I'd wow. sort of gone assistant 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 yeah. assistant assistant show at the Ambic and that was Extraordinary. Yeah. I'm so lucky. I can't believe they gave that, gave that to me. <laughs> That's so cool. And then <laughs> it went all right. And then how was it well. working at the Gate Theatre? What was that? Yeah, like? it was great. So then Dirty Butterfly went on, and yeah. I got actually got the Gate job off the back of that job, okay. which is that sort th of yeah. like kind yeah. of work follows work thing, isn't it? So um, I was really proud of Dirty Butterfly. It went really well in the end. People were very nice about it. That's and good. Chris Hayden was very nice about it. And then I had a meeting with him where he said, Listen, we've got a job coming up. You should apply for it. Yeah. Anyway, also these other things, and we sort yeah, of like, yeah. and then sort of didn't ever talk about it again. We talked, talked about lots yeah. of other things, and we talked about um, he was doing a play that had a choir in it, and he yeah. knew that I ran choirs, so he was like, maybe you can come in and help with yeah. that. And I was like, absolutely, and I'd never met him before, really. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, I'll apply yeah. for that job. Why not? So then I applied for it um, and got it. So that was a year of working, just over a year actually, yeah. working at the gate, mostly in an administ administrative position. Mm. 
sort of being their literary department, so I was reading pretty much everything that was coming into the gate yeah. at that time and getting quite sort of honing my kind of ability to read scripts and yeah. in quickly. work them out really quickly. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I mean, like, I when you say you read so many scripts, the kind of thing I just wish I mean, I read plays, but I mm. want to read them more because it is you get so much information, like, yeah, it's just really I mean, great, yeah, and you learn a lot about what you're like, you learn like about your own taste and yeah. what you want theatre to be, yeah. and you, you learn about the craft, mm. and you can kind of go, Well, why does this yeah. work and this doesn't work? Exactly, and you yeah. can kind of get that going, and you can see which ones create a world because I think that a good play can create the world without you don't need to see it you can just read it and yeah, see yeah, it happening totally. right in front of you and like, what you often find is that somebody writes an yeah. incredible story but it's not really a play like and you yeah. kind of go oh this is probably a novel actually <laughs> or an article or yeah. something you know and that's kind of great and it's sort of like they've done the right thing but in the wrong medium and you sort of yeah. like, just do it all just, just, just move just over this move, side just, yeah. just be jealous it's yeah. just, you're clearly jealous yeah. um, but I so I was that and I also run the education department there okay while I was there so that was mostly being in charge of the workshops and the mm. post-show talks and the things the education packs that go out to yeah. young people and all of that and running all the post-show talks and making sure there was art art in the foyer <laughs> and like just incredible sort of like yeah. because the gate is such a tiny staff you end up sort of getting involved in every aspect mm. of it everyone's sort of up in everyone's business and you can really learn about how a building runs in a way that I hadn't yeah. before and learn what an artistic director does. I think yeah. if you'd asked me before that job, I would have been like, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, uh, pose, pose <laughs> for pictures in brochures. Like, um, you know, yes. pick yeah. the plays and be charming. That's like, I think that's what I thought. That's what I think they do. I'm like, they pick the plays and read them, and like, yeah, they and direct they a few shows. Be kind of charming. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I mean, that is that is what they do. Yeah. But then they also do all this other stuff that yeah. I had no idea about. Right? Like so, they have meets like that. And yeah. donors, and you know, and building yeah. plans, and yeah. you know, and like you yeah. know, you know, and like I think one of the things that like. Some, I can't remember who it was that said yeah. to me, but they were like, the reason David Land is such a good artistic director is because he, he really cares about the toilets. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, that's true. Like, you know, yeah. he cares about the shows, and then he's also like... What's the building like? Yeah, it? he's yeah. like, in it, up in yeah. everything. That's and cool. I think that's sort of an incredible lesson. So it was amazing for learning, just yeah. learning what buildings were and getting to be trusted with artistic opinion as well, because mm. often what I'd be running the script meeting... Um, reading stuff and meeting artists and developing yeah. artists and interviewing all the assistant directors who were interviewed through me and all yeah. the assistant designers and getting to learn who's coming up and what's going on yeah. and yeah it's brilliant and then that's you get cool. to do a show so yeah magic actually <laughs> that's cool and you were saying get to do a show I yeah. think that's really cool and yeah. the show, what show did you do? I did a play called yeah. I Call My Brothers by Jonas Hassan Kamiri which uh, is a Swedish play oh. um, that we did yeah at the end of last year so that's November cool opened on the 14th of November and then ran for a month um, but yeah pretty incredible incredible yeah. thing to get to do to work. and I work with a really good friend of mine Shalisa yeah. Bailey she designed it and it's just brilliant like yeah I was just incredibly lucky and you spend so much of your time as a young director I think telling people that you're a director <laughs> and assisting other directors yeah and then every now and then you actually get to direct something and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, oh, I know that feeling. Yeah, same with actors. I've seen someone who said, yeah, when you speak to an actor or like a creative, they're like, yeah, I do this, but I also do this to kind of justify, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Because like people ask me, you're, you're an actor. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Like, no, I am. It's like, but when did I act? <laughs> but it's then, awful, right? You know, yeah. the other thing. And then the flip side of that is when you're not acting at all yeah. or when you're not directing. So when I'm not directing, I'm not yeah. acquiring. So I used to be and occasionally still am a nanny. Yeah. And then, of course, like, you're, you're with this tiny yeah. baby and you just literally want to just tap people on the shoulder and be like, I'm actually a director. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, this is not what I do. This, yeah. Yeah, I, I realise yeah. I'm keeping the child alive, yeah. but also I make theatre, yeah. so... Like, no, you kind of have to be, like, this multi-personality of, like, yeah, different things. Yeah, constantly. And everybody does, actually. I no, think. it's like, true. It's, I mean, 
the sort of immense privilege you'd have to come from to not have to do that. No, yeah, so yeah. everyone's doing it. And I think it adds to. I'm always interested to do other things because mm-hmm. it adds to the experiences. Yeah, and I think actually yeah. that's really important, yeah. and people forget that. I think in the like, yeah. so like sometimes so at MIT, mm. and. Uh, when they get the older groups they all want to know about drama school obviously and yeah. everybody says um, I was told by under yeah. or guilt or wherever yeah. that I need to get more life experience so I'm yeah. just wondering what kind of life experience you think would be best to get to yeah. drama school and you're like well that's not the point what they mean yeah. is that you don't think about getting to drama school for a little while and you yeah. get the life experience and I think that's the same for you know curating your life experience around the prospect of getting into Lambda isn't yeah. the point and I think that's the same for when you're just sort of living your life you sort of it's, yeah. it's to your benefit actually to be involved in the world around you yeah, because then you know about the world you're making art about yeah. like you know if you, and I kind of think there's something to be said for that yeah quite strongly which is why I'm always like ushering is really great but it's also really great to work at a shop because yeah. then you're not around theatre people yeah. you see what other people are actually yeah. like because then when you get to play them then you know yeah. what they're like and you haven't just hung yeah. out with normal actors for 20 years <laughs> no. but that's by the yeah. by I know but yeah. yeah that's I think it, I've recently been having that like sometimes I see when I work mm. like um, so I'm working at a nursery and I look at the people mm. working there and I'm so intrigued in their conversations because yeah, I'm, like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm like what are they talking about I was like oh is that what because mm. I spend so many times around creative people who mm. are so like just we're all in our little bubble and then yeah totally well, yeah. and we speak in code all the time <laughs> and you're just like ridiculous yeah. and you're sort of <laughs> I don't know, I think I, I, my, I think the one thing that I think has really helped me in my industry is yeah. hanging out with people who don't work in my industry yeah. quite a lot, That's but then good. maybe I've gone too far and I should probably network and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good, yeah. but we'll get there. I, know, <laughs> I think those things like slowly come, I'm trying to learn, networking uh, is just no, like... I think I've, I don't know, I've... I've just turned 30 and I've decided I'm never going to be a networker. It's just, it's, <laughs> no, it's it fine, hasn't yeah. happened by now. I don't see why it would suddenly happen. <laughs> it's okay, but you're still, you're still directing. Here we are, it's okay, yeah. it's working out. Yeah, so I said you're working out so Touch <laughs> Yeah. And are you directing anything about soon? Coming up? Yeah, I'm doing two little things. Yeah. No, actually, they're not that little, actually. Yeah. One, one started little, and now it's quite yeah. a big thing. Um, I'm doing a project for the Tricycle. I'm oh, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah so, this is the I mean, Mapping Brent project. I think yeah. a, quite a few people are doing yeah. one for them. So the tricycle are closed for a year. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they're renovating it. Yeah, while well, they renovate. So what they've done is quite smart, which is they've sort of decided to kind of really up the ante on their community mm-hmm. work. So they've sent a director and a playwright to every ward in Brent. I forget oh. how many wards there are, but it's like there's Neasden, Stonebridge, Kilburn, yeah. Wembley, and probably a few others. Mm. Um, Wilston Green, whatever. Mm. And so I'm in Wembley and I've got a lovely playwright, Sean Lee, and uh, four adolescent boys is my <laughs> cast, which is amazing, because yeah. not only do youth work, you end up with, like, you've got 25, and yeah. it's, it's kind of brilliant for a different reason, but a lot of your time is spent kind of crowd-controlling and yeah. making sure everybody's yeah. got enough yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, we've got four, so we can do a proper play, which is amazing. That's so we're good. doing a, yeah, a new play called Invisible Boy Ben. Sean Lee's written it for them. That's so good. Um, and they, they're in once a week rehearsing with me. That's really um, cool. I mean, yeah, it's must amazing. Be, yeah, it must be also great. Exp- I always think that it's great when theatres in London are investing mm. back in the community because it yeah. just these are mm. the people who also the theatre matters to. Totally, you can't keep you can't isolate them and just have this big building there. And then totally, and especially yeah. if you're a theatre that happens to be kind of near a residential area. Yeah. Like the young Vicky quite good at this because they're just on the cusp of Lambeth and Southwark. Yeah, so they can get those people in or. Yeah. Tricycle's even better example because yeah. it's in Brent. It's actually really yeah. far away from all the other theatres. No, it is. It's like so. It's yeah. got you know. It's got that area sewn up if it wants it. And what an incredible community to to get yeah. to get coming to the theatre yeah. on a regular basis. Like why not? So I think there's a real outreach thing there that's been really helpful. Yeah, and I think when London's changing so much like this, there's mm. it kind of needs to be theatres need to address and say you're welcome here. Like this yeah, is exactly. Your, your space Do you know what I mean? Well. Because otherwise, yeah. 
well, otherwise we end up in a slightly cyclical thing where we're just sort of patting ourselves on the back. And it's like <laughs> yeah. it's just a massive circle jerk, and I kind yeah, of think, yeah. well, where? Yeah. You know, who, who's it for? Yeah, who's You're it for? You're not making theatre. No. Like, well, since when were we making theatre for theatre people? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And also <laughs> tourists. Like that's all. Yeah, that's how I feel sure. Like. You know, but like tourists, fine. I make theatre for tourists all day long. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's making theatre for your. You know, when you realise yeah. that you're sort of making theatre so that your other director friends will like it. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the. Yeah. That's not the point. point. Yeah. And that's maybe the point to step back and go, well, why am I doing this? Yeah. A little bit. Which I think, I hope I do that regularly enough, but we could all do a bit more. Yeah. And your other show, you say? Ah, and then I'm doing a show at Rado. Okay. Um, but I don't know what that is going to be Ooh. yet. It's going to have five to seven people in it and be a oh, contemporary yeah. play. Um, but I don't know, I've just. I've is just that the final year? That, yes, yeah, the third year show. So oh. I've just agreed to. to so do that's going to be this, they're going to do it. Yeah, it'll be, the, it'll be their spring term. Oh, be oh the end. look at I think oh, it'll be their last really? show actually before they graduate. Really? Yeah, oh, I'll look so. out for that. I don't know, I always like student shows. I, didn't, I feel like I they're mean, a bit. And they're often brilliant. Yeah, like, so I mean, like, and they can be a bit more adventurous because they don't have the pressure of. Yeah, of selling like a big, like a West End. Totally, show I think as an act, as a director going mm. in, certainly there's a certain you can the heat is off you a little bit yeah. in terms of like no one's going to review it, you know. Yeah. So you can try stuff out, but at the same time you've also got to be really aware that the the goal here is to really let your acting students shine and yeah. let them be able to show what they want to do. So you can't be like it's all going to be in darkness. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? it's my but, vision. But yeah. Like, yeah, but there is a, a real sense of. Um, you could kind of the stakes are much lower in terms of your you're getting another job. Yeah. Which means that you can just do your art. Yeah. Which is the which point. Is, yeah. yeah. Um so that's really nice. It's it's always lovely when you can divorce directing from being a director and yeah. trying to get gigs and do all that. Yeah. You can just do some directing. You can just do your art as you say. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah. doing next. And then I have no idea because yeah. freelance life. No, that's <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah I'm, I'm booked till June. No, yeah. I, don't know. I always find that so funny as a free, like, freelancer. People are like, oh, I'm trying to go on holiday this time of year. Like, do you want to go? You're like, I have no idea what I'll be Literally, doing. Literally, it's amazing. Well, like, my favourite is like, can you come to my wedding? And you have to be like, I don't know, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> and you don't want to be vague. You're and like, it's awful, yeah. like, you know, and, yeah. and it's completely... My, my partner doesn't yeah. work in theatre and he's constantly just like but surely you can just miss a day of rehearsal and yeah, I'm like no, no. no but then you say it and you realise yeah. how ridiculous it sounds because yeah. there's no other job in the world where you know you couldn't go to yeah. your best friend's wedding like, no, do you know what I mean yeah there's like there's rarely any excuses for people like yeah, yeah. exactly or like oh my no my, you know, my yeah. son was being born <laughs> and yet here I am in tech do you know what I mean that would never happen anywhere yeah. else in the, wo- in the yeah. world no. you know, well I'm sure it would but do you know what I mean it feels slightly it's, ridiculous yeah. and but the, here we are and do you have any experiences or uh, well not experiences do you have any tips or advice that you mm. have you think would be good to share with people in who are interested in directing mm. or just as creatives themselves I like the networking one so I just say it before that because yeah. I think you don't have to network I think people I think pressure yeah networking the, the, the act of networking right it's sort of I mean all is well yeah. I suppose we're all networking in as much as like we're always meeting people and yeah. like I've just met you for example yeah but there's a I mean I the idea of going to a networking event yeah. brings me out in hives and makes me want to die like um, and that's not because I think that they're bad things I just no. they, they don't see me I'm yeah. like a naturally awkward and shy person yeah. who will I, like, I won't benefit I'll stand in the corner and I'll leave feeling really inadequate and I'll like just be crap there's no point but I think what there is a point doing is sort of getting to know the people who you really admire for the sole purpose of learning about their crafts 
because then you can really openly and honestly like I write to mm. people a lot and go dear Lindsay yeah. Turner I just think you're brilliant please can, yeah. please can I buy you a coffee and can you tell me how you do that directing yeah. um, how you do directing <laughs> and those are great because actually like what you leave with is a really mm. good insight into another theatrical brain that's really cool and yeah. then like if you get a job out of it bonus mm. but I think the, the going out getting jobs mm. things I find really hard it doesn't suit me yeah. at all I mean I'm an anxious introverted person and it's not my bag that said that's not to say that like I'm not that's no shade on the people who are really good at that kind of yeah. thing but I think what I've hopefully learned recently is that my personality is an entire an entire obstacle to doing the job I want to do whereas for a while I think I really did think that just like yeah. oh my god unless I can start giving my card to people and emailing oh, people yeah, and yeah. I'm screwed and I don't feel like that so no, much now yeah. I'm kind of like it's okay I just keep going and it might take longer actually yeah. to, to get to wherever I want to get to it might take me a little bit longer but I think people find you when people find you like in a weird mm-hmm. sense like I found you through Twitter because someone has recommended like in people it. find and this is yeah. the thing so like I suppose for someone getting into directing I'd firstly just be like, just the person you are is the person you have to be. Yeah. There's kind of no point being anyone That's else. Really cool, yeah. um, because also it's really hard to be somebody else. It's exhausting and it <laughs> yeah. takes up all your energy and that energy could be going on making theatre. Um, which isn't to say that I'm not constantly trying to like, you know, just work on like my confidence or whatever. Because yeah. I am all the time. But you sort of have to kind of be the person you already are. Mm. Um, and in terms of like getting stuff on, I think it's, it's, it's always on the one hand it comes when it comes and on the yeah. other hand you make your own luck and I think that's partly by just going going and seeing stuff yeah. and being in and around stuff so that when somebody says to you have you got anything you want to direct you do mm. you know, yeah. you've got the thing already yeah. do you know what I mean or if you go to an interview and somebody says what's the last thing you've seen you've just mm. seen something and you can yeah. talk about it really passionately right you've got to sort of be in and around it even if it's just as an audience member yeah um and I think also then really do get in touch with the people who matter to you in terms of the kind of art you're trying to make because it's very rare that you write to somebody and say I really admire you please can I meet you for a cup of tea and they go no yeah like they might never reply because they're just really busy or disorganised yeah. um, but they're never going to be like absolutely not do, yeah. do not talk on my doors do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. um, and most of the gigs that I've got I've at some point can be traced back to emailing somebody and saying can I have a cup of yeah. tea with you I try this one. I know. think it's a good idea. Because people are nice. It's a, it's a much nicer industry than it's given credit mm. for. People are often, for the most part, friendly and kind. Yeah. And, yeah, that, I suppose that would be my tip. And, like, see stuff that isn't theatre. Go to yeah. galleries and see some dance and listen to some music and, you know, because then you can truly pull... It's, then you've got then you've got yeah. more options yeah you've like, got more you know, variety of more stuff more things to yeah. inspire you why wouldn't you want that you yeah. and try and love stuff yeah. <laughs> don't like that try and love stuff is my yeah. wanky thing to say I think that's really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank you so much that's really good thank you listening you can follow me on both twitter and facebook at ordinary artists